Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of the Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you guys doing out there? We love you so much over here. We have a very special guest today. We're going to get to him in just a second. Brand new book that has just come out that you are going to need for your marriage specifically, or, uh, you know, maybe for someone that you know that is getting ready to get married, or all you single people, you're going to want to stick around. Thank you for joining us today. You know, we are about bold truth here on the Autumn Mile Show and Raw Faith. Y'all know it. Y'all have heard it. Um, but I just want to tell you guys, you know, this, this thing, bold truth coming directly from God's Word. Um, really is the way to live. God's word has something to say about your life. And if you're not in it, you're missing it. You are missing the life-giving message to how to operate your life. We're about bold truth. We're about raw faith. We're not about this fake stuff, this prepackaged faith that you try to sell, but it's not faith. We want you to step out the way that Moses did. did. A little bit scared, but uh, knowing that God was going to support his step of faith. We want you to step out like Peter did out of that boat. A little scared, but focused on the God that was going to secure his step onto the water. That's what we're about here. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. We want you to follow along on social media. I do most of the ministry stuff over on um, the Facebook page. Uh, I don't do very much with Twitter. I think that I probably should, but I don't know. Twitter is just not my thing. Uh, Lots of ministry going on, lots of selfie videos, you know, the whole thing. Um, Also on Instagram, we've just started doing ministry stuff over on Instagram. Check us out. We want to hear from you. Message us. We will get back to you. We get back to 100% of our messages because, you know, you matter. You matter when you're reaching out to us. You matter. I want to get straight to my guest today. Uh, You know, a lot of you guys have probably heard of this precious couple, Jefferson and Alyssa Becky. Now, we're just going to talk to Jeff today, uh, but you might have seen his videos come on your feeds on social media. Uh, He has a huge YouTube channel that is followed, you know, by, you know, billions and billions of people that watch the videos that he puts out. But he's always putting out the truth of God's word. And he is partnered with his wife, um, Alyssa. They have two children. They live in Maui, which that's actually where that where we're going to talk to him from. So, you know, while we're cold and it's freezing over here stateside, he's enjoying the beautiful terrain of Maui. Uh, anyway, we want to, they, they have released a new book about marriage and we're going to talk to him about it. I want you to welcome my guest to the show, Jefferson Bethke. Welcome to the show. How are you? Good, good. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Now, okay. So, um, you and your wife, Alyssa, how long have you guys been married? Uh, just over five years. So you've been married five years, and you have two children, correct? We, 
We do. We have a three-year-old daughter and a uh, one-and-a-half-year-old son. So your life is a little bit crazy, too, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I technically don't work out because who needs to when you run for seven hours a day toward, you know, chasing toddlers. <laughs> right. I have uh, I have two toddlers at home. I have two two-and-a-half-year-olds. We actually adopted them. And people are like, do you work out? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I get so much cardio <laughs> just running. They're, they're, to- they're insane, but we love them. You know, they, exactly. they, we love them. Okay. So you guys wrote this book. It's called Love That Last, and it was released last month in October. Tell me a little bit about the concept of this book, because it is awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, I think it came from, uh, I mean, first of all, we almost, and to some degree, I, jo- I joke, because we almost tried to get the publisher to call it Love That Last, question mark, because, I mean, we have no idea. Like I said, we've only been married five years, so in some sense, it's like, um, it's kind of an experiment still for us. But that was the heart of the book, is I yeah. think there's not many relationship books written by people. Like all the marriage books we read were written by 60-year-olds who have been married 40 years. And that's great and amazing because you need that wisdom and you need the people who have had marriages that stand the test of time. But there also sometimes is a disconnect because at the end of the day, they don't deal with the things that we deal with as 28-year-olds, you know, and 27-year-olds and young adults in regards to phones and technology and porn and Snapchat and like that. that yeah. There's a part there's a part of our lives that me and Alyssa are walking through that um we realize there's not a lot of people talking about and so we kind of wanted to write this book of like kind of a a peer-to-peer come alongside like hey we might be one year ahead of you in your you know newlywed journey or your young adult marriage or even dating relationship it's for that too um and so we wanted to kind of bless and encourage through the things that we've learned um you know in those first couple of years of marriage which you do there is a trial by fire in some sense that you learn in those first couple of years that put you on a very harsh trajectory or Mm -hmm. put you on a really healthy trajectory. And the last thing I'll just say, too, is that we also notice with our stories that it very much is um, polar opposite, where I'm kind of the prodigal son testimony, did whatever I wanted, whatever felt good, you know, and uh, looked good and just kind of in no inhibitions. And then Alyssa was the opposite of kind of I kissed dating goodbye and purity culture and never held a guy's (laughs) hand until me. And so then we kind of got married and these two worlds collided. And I think through our own our own journey, we realize that there's actually problematic parts to both. Mm. So we kind of we kind of advocate for this, what we call in the book, this third way of like following Jesus um, as the center for healthy relationships, where sometimes um, the legalistic dating culture can sometimes leave some damage. And then obviously the prodigal son lifestyle can leave some damage as well. Wow. That is so interesting because I'm like you, Jeff, I prodigal daughter. Uh, and then my my husband sounds like more like your wife. And, w- you know, we've been married 13 years and we have seen issues. That's so, I'm so glad that you put that in the book because we've seen issues from his mindset. And then we've seen issues from mine. And there is a true third third way. You know, we have to totally. crucify ourselves to to our mindsets and take take on what God says and what he believes. Totally. Uh, I mean, another way, to, another way to simplify it is, you know, uh, kind of thinking about a lot of relationships either take the, the view of um, no rules, do whatever we want, you mm-hmm. know, and it's kind of just let your desires lead. And even in marriage, that can be really, really damaging. But then also the religious side can sometimes take the side of um, let the rules drive the relationship when, in fact, no, it's more about relational intimacy. And obviously mm-hmm. rules are there and rules are a blessing, but the center is actual heart-to-heart connection. And so, yeah, that's kind of what we talk about in the book. I um, I love that you guys – It's this is very practical. I was talking to a member of my team before we went on air, and 
I'm just saying this book is so incredibly practical for people. You hear about a lot about what what you should do, but really applying some of these truths really will even if a marriage has gone wrong, you can apply some of these truths and straighten it out. You know what I'm saying? Um, totally, okay. totally. So talk to me about the mentors for each chapter. I love this. Yeah, so that was a really fun project we wanted to do where the book is just standalone. I think it's 19 or 20 chapters, just our story. Our testimony, we kind of weave it just like a normal paperback book you'd find in Barnes & Noble. But then alongside of it, we did do a curriculum um, that's like with some workbooks and some videos that's a separate product. Um, And what that was, is, like I said, kind of the joke in the beginning is like we don't know what we're doing. And we realize (laughs) – basically what I realized is like I'm already having some friends that are divorcing, right? Like I'm still in my 20s, and I'm already having friends that have been married 18 months and divorced, Mm -hmm. uh, two years divorced. And so then it's just like these marriages are blowing up before they even feel like they really started. Yeah. And I think I've, <clears throat> so we started to compare them to ours, not in an unhealthy way, but saying like, man, what? Well, I want to make sure I want to learn from like, obviously, I don't want to hit those landmines. And so one of, <clears throat> one of the things we realized is that, you know, of course, we have our problems. Of course, we have our sin. And of course, there's hard parts about our marriage. But generally speaking, in the past five years, I feel like our marriage is it's healthy. We love each other. Mm. We grow. We're seeking the Lord. And so we said, okay, well, what is that from? It's not from anything we've done. We're not awesome. We're not special. We probably would have had the, my friend's story if it wasn't for the grace of the Lord. But the one practical thing we realized that's different is, like, we seek out mentors, and we have um, some very close mentors in our life that, like, basically everything that's good about our marriage, meaning, like, the systems and the rhythms and the things we do and the sin I've repented of and all this is actually 100% thanks to mentors, where mm. I've literally, like, we've had hard conversations where I said, you need to stop doing that. You guys need to implement this. You need to do this. And, uh, and so I think we just realized, man, that is marriage mentors are more vital than almost anything you can have in a relationship. And uh, so what we did is then, like, not just for ones that we're really close with, but we kind of sought out 12 marriage mentors that a lot of people would recognize, authors, speakers, people on video, um, and basically just, you know, that have been married 20, 30 years, and just ask them, like, hey, what's some of your best advice on certain topics? And so that's been a fun project because I think it's not only been good because the content's good, but then also it showed people that, like, man, why would you want to just repeat mistakes, right, when you can mm-hmm. just go ask someone who has already done those mistakes and then you can just step over that landmine instead of stepping on it. And and that right there, if if our listening audience can get what you said right there, listen, I don't have to make these mistakes. Someone else has gone before me. They have learned from maybe things that they've done, maybe things that they have not done. And there, I I don't have to consistently be failing in my relationship. I can learn from someone else. Hey, if you're tuning in today, we're talking to Jefferson Bethke. He and his wife Alyssa have written a book, Love That Last. I want you to pick this book up anywhere books are sold. Thank you for listening today, Jeff. I feel like we're in this culture today that people don't want to be told what to do or even advise what to do. They don't want to be told what they're doing wrong. But I love the fact that you brought up the mentor side because it is so important for us to value those that have gone ahead of us and learned and learn from what they've done. So, so much wisdom uh, wrapped up in that. Okay, so we have, uh, you you do a chapter on calling and purpose, uh, and the mentor was Zach and Jenny Allen. You do, uh, let's see, parenting, Corey and Willie Robertson. I mean, they, they 
<laughs> they have some awesome kids. Uh, so these, yeah. the, some of these names in here are, are very recognizable. What was like, what is some of the mind blowing advice that you got from some of these mentors? Uh, yeah, I mean, shoot, trying to synthesize all 12. Let me think. I think a couple, <laughs> um, I mean, the couple that stand out was, or a couple, a couple that stand out is Derwin and Vicki Gray. They're awesome, you know, uh, big church pastors over in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, multi-ethnic, multi-generational church, just an awesome vision, a vision for that community. And then theirs was on the theology of marriage, and he's like a Ph.D., you know, scholar guy and has all these degrees. And so I remember him just saying something of like, you know, at the, at the base fundamental level of a marriage, um, the husband is playing the acting role on the stage of Christ, and then the mm-hmm. wife plays the, the role of the church. And, and it's, it's actually this divine drama that we should step into in joy and that if we want to show, like for husbands, if we want to show our wives how we love them, he goes, then you do what Jesus did, and that's get on a cross. And I think that was just such a beautiful picture Whoa. of, like, we don't usually think that's the way we would communicate our love to our wife. And in a lot of sense, we do the opposite of getting on a cross. We lord it, you know, we can, we say, I want my way. I want to lord it over them, like Jesus says, you know, of the Gentiles. And I want to, I want what I want and what I desire when Jesus says, I'm going to give up everything to the point of actually putting my arms out, out uh, you know, stretched up on a uh, crucifixion. And I think that picture is so beautiful of like, man, husband, that's how you lead your wives by getting up on a cross for them. And then another one was, yeah, Jenny and Zach Allen. I think one thing that was cool about them about calling and purpose was, you know, they mentioned like a lot of times we divide our roles in the marriage of like the husband has this calling, the wife has this calling and the kids have this calling, whatever. And they said, you know, to really have a longevity of a marriage and to really have a healthy marriage, um, you kind of have to have this more team mindset of like when Jenny goes out to speak, you know, the family is sending her out, and the family and the kids and the husband pray for her and pray over her, and same with Zach and his job and the kids when they go to school. And, like, it's this team aspect of they're all on mission together, mm-hmm. um, not just separately doing their own things. And that, that was really cool, too. I love that. My husband is a pastor, and I, you know, do a radio show, and I do a lot of things. But that is one thing I can tell you that can divide a marriage super, super quick is thinking that you're on separate teams and you're not on the same team. Um, you know, every time I go out and do this, uh, do a show, go to work, whatever, um, especially if I'm traveling, I'll ask my kids permission because, you know, we have four of them. So, hey, ma- hey, mommy's exactly, going to go. Yeah. How do you feel about mommy going? Are you okay with it? Yeah, mommy. Yeah. So we, I always totally. leave with their blessing. And that is important to understand that we, we all, it's not just the husband that has a calling. It's the husband, the wife, and the children, the entire family unit. So um, that's, that's an incredible piece of advice. So what is the biggest piece of advice that you give your peers um, as you, you mentioned before, hey, maybe we're a little, we're, we're a couple steps ahead of you. What is something that yeah. you and Alyssa reach out to your peers and say, hey, you, y'all need to know this? I think a big thing that's been really helpful in our marriage is two things, a really <clears throat> a really healthy vision and a really healthy rhythm. And what I mean by that is those two are kind of like brother and sister in a healthy marriage. And what I mean by that is a vision, like you have to have a proper vision of a marriage. And what I mean by that is it, it is this divine drama that's playing out where God says, I wanted to choose a picture to describe what I'm like. And he said, male plus female in an two plus in a two becoming one relationship that is how I'm going to display myself. And so I think not losing sight of that, and then also realizing that that's the center of your calling, not your job, not your mm-hmm. preaching, not your, you know, whatever. And, of course, that's only if you're married. There's two, there's two main callings in the New Testament. 
Um, and it's marriage and singleness. And, mm-hmm. and you, you, whatever one you're at in that, I just we give advice of, like, just kill it. Like, if you're single, then crush it at being single. Live faithful. Go do things for God. And if you're married, crush it at being married and do things for God in marriage. But, um, and, and just be faithful in your calling. But I think too many times we over-spiritualize it, and partly in our culture of wanting to be noticed in social media and platforms and all that, we want to do something big for God, right? Mm. Like, we want to go go have a huge job, go bless the world, go to Uganda and kiss the babies and do all these things. And, <laughs> yes. and it's like, yeah, if you're called to that, sure. But I think at the end of the day, if you're married, your calling is to love your husband well and love your wife well and love your kids well. Mm. And that's harder because that should take 60 years. It's not something you can just do once, take a picture of, put it on Facebook and then stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, yeah, that's huge. And then also, and then that, that's the vision. And then the rhythms, I like to say, are things that support that vision so that you don't burn out. So for us, we do things like, a weekly Sabbath where we basically throw a family party. I turn off my phone. We do this, you know, kind of these things with ritual um, to kind of keep a rhythm with it. We do other things with date night and one-on-one time with the kids. And, like, you have to have these things that uphold the vision so that you're also not burning out. And so I think that's the biggest thing is have a healthy vision and have a healthy rhythm, and it usually leads to a lot of longevity and health. It's so interesting because a lot of uh, marriage is so disrespected. I mean, you're exactly right when you say, uh, I want to do something big for God. And it's almost like we're overlooking the fact that we are already, if we're married, we are already in in something big for God, which is a marriage which exactly. produces new life, which we can shepherd yeah. and really grow into something amazing. Um, I love that. So you did, a, you did a chapter on rhythms with Les and Leslie Perot. Tell me about that. What did yeah, they have so to say on the I rhythms? Think- yeah, I think Les and Leslie actually were on conflict, and then we did rhythms with John Mark Comer and his wife. And if you don't know John Mark Comer and his oh. wife, he's amazing. He's a Bible teacher in Portland. He's one of my favorite authors, speakers, teachers. Um, and, yeah, that's what they said. Like, you just have to have this rhythm of um, health. And, and so, again, there's a bunch of different ways to do that, but I automatically think of kind of our main flag point in our family life and then what John Mark talks about is Sabbath. And I think there's a lot of misconception about Sabbath. Like, it's this day off and you kind of do all your errands, and you go to the post office, and you do your lawn work, and you do your grocery <laughs> shopping. And if I'm totally honest, I think that's actually antithetical, like anti-Sabbath. Like that, the mm. spirit of that is actually almost like evil in, in regards to how much it, that actually chews at the true spirit of Sabbath. I think true, true Sabbath is like a celebratory, inauguration-filled party and feast, right? In the same way the feast in the Old Testament, like it's like this party. Yeah. And, and, and it's a party of filling and a party of rest, a party of rest. And so I think for us, yeah, it's really life-giving where every week we stop, we cease, we have a huge feast, a huge meal. I turn off my phone, which I think that's a huge one in 21st century. Oh, like yeah. That's true rest in 21st century is turn off your phone. Don't check Facebook. Don't check text where no one can get a hold of you. And the fact that that makes 90% people anxious the minute they even think about it shows that's probably what they should do in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, and, so then we, and then we celebrate and we hang together as a family. And so, yeah, there's, and then date night is another one where me and Alyssa are rhythmically having to connect because if you're not actively feeding your marriage, then your marriage will die just like a garden, right? If you're not watering it right. every day or every week and feeding it. So, yeah, there's a bunch of different ones where I think you just can continually uh, – realize that rhythm is really important. Yeah, I think too when you say when you say have a sabbath, your kids, I mean I have a, a middle schooler um and a ninth grader, a ninth 9 year old. They need to turn off their stuff too. Uh, it's not totally. just, it's, it's a not, whole family thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just mom and dad. Uh, you know, it is so crazy how my I was trying to talk to my nine year old son the other day 
and it was it was just the two of us in the car. I was talking to him. We we're having a conversation, and I don't I rarely get time with just one kid because because yeah. we have four of them. And I was saying something to him, and he wasn't he wasn't even answering me. He's yeah, mom, yeah. And then I would ask him a question, and it's like he had no idea what I was talking about. Turn around, he's on his iPad. Totally. Turn yeah, it off. Exactly. Turn it off. Yeah. So I, made I think it, especially in today's culture, that's really, really big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. So what is uh, the most misunderstood thing about marriage and love? What can you tell us? Oh, that's a tough one. I think um, I think a huge misunderstanding in the millennial culture, and I speak you know, as one, and that I've, we've struggled with, is that very much we think, I think, love is primarily about getting. Like, we feel this feeling, we, we feel this, you know, these butterflies, and we, we think this is the thing that will fully satisfy me. When in reality, it might satisfy you to some degree, but it's actually about, it's not about giving, I mean, getting, it's about giving. Mm-hmm. That love primarily is about serving the highest good of the other, not about taking what you want. And that actually is a distorted kind of evil view of love when you think about it. Um, it's selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Jesus is love um, and shows us that picture... Uh, then yeah, I think we need to realize that's a huge misconception that it's actually like, like the, the most loving person ever, the person who probably felt love also to the highest degree and was most secure in love and all these different things, that guy basically lived primarily for other people and then died a brutal death. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that, that, that's kind of not usually what we think of when we think of having uh, uh, um, love and, right. and a love story. Yeah, so good. Hey, if you're listening to us today, we've got Jefferson Bethke on the program. Him and his wife, Alyssa, wrote a book together, Love That Lasts. It's a pretty incredible, very, very practical book. Um, there, there is. We're going to get to this in a second. There's a Love That Lasts experience. There's videos and stuff like that that you can watch. I encourage you as a listener to go out and get this book. When, with there, when there is such an attack on marriage in our culture, we need resources like that to support this institution that God set up. Get it. And this is the perfect time to get it, too that maybe that newly married couple um, that's in your family, you know, get this for them for Christmas. <laughs> it's, a, it's a super unawkward way to say, hey, listen, you, you guys might need help. Um, time of giving, this is the perfect gift to give for someone that needs their marriage supported. Uh, go out and get this book. You, where, where, where can you get the book, uh, Jeff? Yeah, anywhere books are sold, you know, just search our last name or Jeff and Alyssa on Amazon or Google and, and everything should pop up. Okay, um, so there you go. It's going to be easily accessible. Go order this. I think of moms, too. I mean, moms and dads whose kids are engaged. This is a great yeah. way to start their marriage off right. I mean, I'm even thinking of myself 13 years ago. It would have been great to have this book <laughs> to start our marriage off right. Um, okay, so tell me about the love that lasts experience. Yeah, so that is more, that the love that lasts experience is the kind of the coupled curriculum that actually has the mentors in it, the guidebooks and things like that. And so, yeah, it's kind of, we, we almost try to, the way we've been trying to explain to people is it's almost like premarital counseling or like postmarital counseling yeah. um, from a satellite video perspective where it's 12 mentors, they're speaking into your life, there's guided workbooks, and uh, yeah, it's a blast. I was talking to a guy the other day, and he's, you know, in love with his girlfriend, going to get engaged, the whole thing. And I said, when do you guys think you're going to get married? And he's like, I don't know, maybe a year. He goes, I really want to do this premarital counseling thing right. 
And mm, totally. I was so blown away that he said that because you see the opposite. You know, people want to rush into marriage and stuff, but this would be a great way for people to kind of support their marriage before they get it started. Um, okay, so I just want to kind of ask you this. What, what advice would you give to the couple that's listening that are engaged or maybe they're newly married and they're having problems? Um, you know, maybe they're a year in. You, you hear all the time the first year is the hardest. What is some personal advice that you can shout out to them in the last minute or so that we have left? Yeah, I think specifically in a uh, couple things, like I, we know a lot of people whose first year was great, and then a lot of people whose first year was the hardest. And whatever you step into, I didn't just realize that Christ is in the middle of it. There's grace for you. And marriage is an opportunity for you to personally grow. So those parts that are actually painful and hard, a lot of times God wants to show you something in that, in that year um, of, of places that maybe um, you're more selfish than you thought, maybe you're more... <laughs> Um, you know, you get more frustrated easily than you thought or whatever. It's kind of an uprooting. I think first year of marriage is like a plant that gets pulled up by its roots, and you kind of see what's actually under the dirt for the first time. And so I think rather than that being disillusioning you, I think rather actually realizing that is what marriage is actually supposed to do. This is normal. It's a part of the process, and it might be difficult, but I think when you lean into Jesus through that, it provides a lot of beauty and growth. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. You know what? Thank you so much for being on our show today. I, I love doing shows on marriage because I feel like there's such an attack in our culture against marriage. Um, I, I really, really appreciate it, Jeff. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you. This is a blast. Thank you. And thank you for listening out there. Go get this book. Love that lasts anywhere books are sold. Uh, I want you guys to support your marriages and those in your life that are about to enter into marriage, or maybe they're in a rocky start in their marriage. This offers 12 different mentors along with uh, Jefferson and his wife um, that can help you along your journey in marriage. Thank you so much for listening today. I will see you tomorrow right back here on the Auto Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on The Word, 100.7 FM.